1: Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 155 of Please Advise. Today's guest is someone that I have known for 10 years, yeah. maybe 10 years. Okay. You guys, it's Jess Rona. She's a dog groomer, but more than Ooh. that, she's now a celebrity <laughs> dog groomer. I remember, didn't she start out like tail waggers or something? Oh, yeah. Back in the day. So, okay. Yeah. We know each other through UCB mm-hmm. um, and then more prominently... Um, Former guest of the pod and dear friend of the pod, Eric Moneypenny, and I dated for a long time. And he was part of the Midnight Mansion, which I compared my own house to because it's a mess right now. But it was basically like a jizz covered castle, like <laughs> oh on Wilton. It was disgusting, I had right? So many weird nights there. I mean, who has it? was hasn't. dark when
0: I went there, so I never really it's, saw honey, it. God, it. was, dark, there was no light. And It
1: was dark in every use of the word. Like yes. it's just always dark there, no light. No light inside of people no, inside exactly. the house. Like it was just a very dark place. Um, really that's like the thing where I figured out that comedy is such like a dark landscape of bitter people. Like I didn't realize. By the way, no offense if you're listening, you know who you are. Um anybody who is a comedian knows they know that they're dark and dead inside. And um, but you know, these guys were a particular breed. But you and I were you were always a ray of sunshine. And I don't know if you remember how much Ed and I loved you, but like We would see you and, like, freak out. We'd be like, oh, my God, Jess Rona. And you would show up with your acoustic guitar and, like, you would just be like – you were, like, our stoner friend. You and your friend Bailey. Is that (laughs) right? Yes. And so we loved it whenever you would make an appearance. And then years later, like, I don't want to say we fell out of touch. We just stopped seeing each other as much because – we weren't hanging out in that house. And, um, I was at a charity event with my ex who's very good friends with your now husband. And he was saying, Oh, you know, my, my girl's a dog groomer. You should meet her. And I was like, what's her name? And I'm like, I kind of knew it was going to be you. And then he pulls out a card that says Jess Rona. I'm like, your girlfriend is Jess Rona. And he's like, yeah, why? I'm like, I love her. Uh, and so i Oh i feel like God. we kind of got back thank in touch you so that. much i didn't like this is so you, i know i thank can't believe you. you didn't know i like loved you because like i also remember like seeing you a couple times i'm like guys like i love her we oh loved you God. yeah oh no ed and i would like crack up about you sometimes in the car we'd be like she's so funny um wow. thank you of course i have a long history of loving you but um anyway point is is that you are now a gigantic celebrity dog groomer I know you still do comedy, but, like, this has become something that I think was, like, your fill-in job that you were really yeah. good at. Yeah. That has now become a huge career for you. Yeah. People know who – like, I've explained it. I'm like, do you know Jess Rona? She's Where People are like, I don't know. And I'm like, she's the one who does the slow-mos of dogs getting their hair blown out. And they're like, yes, I know exactly who that is. So you've had huge success with – your Instagram account, and then gaining sort of a celebrity clientele? Like, do you want to explain how that happened?
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty organic. It just happened. I was, you know, grooming from home in my garage because yeah. I wanted to pursue comedy and all this other stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to create like a little grooming area in my garage. Yeah, And so I kind of got antsy and I wanted to do something creative. So I started making these videos and then People just freaked out about them, and then they kind of went viral without yes. me trying
1: to push them out there. Well, you pick great music, and all the dogs you pick are so fluffy. Like, you <laughs> always pick great, fluffy dogs to do them, so it's very dramatic. How did the Tegan and Sarah thing happen? Because you uh, directed one of their videos, right? Yes. okay. I directed the video
2: for a song called 100 Times. It's uh-huh. like a sad love song. Um, And so, okay, with so my husband, Eric, is he has some uh friends that host these um what call it it's not murder it's um
1: mafia okay the game mafia, oh have you God. played it uh- first of all oh, shit. no the pain of my 30 well my late 20s I was like god the only reason why I don't want to be 30 is because I do not want to have to go to those <laughs> to fucking, fucking game, game nights like it's just like so Hollywood and dark is where it? it's like well I mean maybe your group isn't it gets
2: weird it, it does get intense
1: it's well what's weird is like when everyone's like we're going to Kate Hudson's house to play mafia and I'm like alright like there's like nine <laughs> first 90- first of all I don't want to know famous people like that close like it really bothers me I'm like like, where is the magic of Hollywood if I know this person? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Kate Hudson's great. But like, whenever I hear shit like that, I'm just like, wow, that's like really it's too famous for me, uh, too rich for my blood. So I really like to avoid that. And also I think there's something people either get blackout drunk or they're like sober and there's like a cheese plate. And I'm just <laughs> yes, like, it's so true. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, it's like you so, described it so perfectly. Well, because when it's famous, people especially like there's people who are really fucking nervous to be there and so like they just start acting out and drinking really hard and like next thing you know you're either playing mafia with a bunch of sloppy people or like agents that are like very controlled it wasn't that extreme the people that the house belonged
2: to weren't that famous okay they're work working actors so they you know you would recognize them but anyway i saw sarah from tegan and sarah at the mafia night okay and I was like, oh, my God, you're Sarah. I love you. You're S- I-, I don't geek out with anybody. Like, I don't care. I'm Did like, you know
1: she was Sarah yes, right away? Yes.
2: I'm such a fan and of theirs.
1: And not Tegan. I confuse them visually. Oh, no.
2: She introduced herself as Sarah. Oh, okay. Like, okay. I wouldn't have known. Okay. I was like, you are one of them. But,
1: like, I grew I up in you. L.A.
2: You know, you see celebrities your whole life. It's not a big deal. Totally. But when I saw Sarah, I mean, that was my high school. That was my, you know... 20s you're a guitar player as well right so it's like speaks
1: directly to your interests
2: so she was so cool with me like geeking out on her and just being like i really love you yeah (laughs) and um and so we kind of became friends that night and then we ended up hanging out like a week later and getting drinks and stuff and then we just weirdly in a dream world just kind of became friends that's awesome so yeah and so um like, I showed her my Instagram, and she shared, like, a screenshot of my Instagram on her
1: Instagram. And it just, like, blew my shit up. and um. So that was, like, really the first big thing now. Because you have, I mean, Katy Perry blurbed your book. I mean, yeah. One of the biggest pop stars in the world, which is crazy. And I know you do her dog, Nugget. Is that yeah. the name? Yeah. But for other fans of the pod and also Natch Butte fans, because we have a pretty big crossover now. Jackie Johnson's dog, Chooch, the Chooch, Wags' original girlfriend, they, I don't think they ever broke up. I think they just both got their private parts taken off. <laughs> um, they dated, uh, and Chooch is on the cover. Wags, do you remember her? I, I didn't. Know by the that. way, this Wags is
0: in the closet. Cause Wags is
1: in. I know. Uh, two hours ago, I was like, Christina, do you think Wags is gay? She's like, he's asexual. I'm like, dude, he fucks pillows still. Like, he has something going on. Wags is now. You really are. You have a special connection, really? Because. Um, Christine, have you ever seen Wags get up on the table and kiss a guest? No, no way, really? No, like he's usually I'm under honored. the table biting people. I think he's in a good mood He today, bites people. I, saying, yeah. I mean, he was being very tender this morning. Um, he's just like in a mood maybe? But No, I mean, this is unheard of. Like, Really? He's, no, he's not oh nice to people like this. I'm honored. And I always think that I have a special connection with dogs. Like when there's a party and they let the dogs out, the dogs run straight for me. And I'm always like, it's me and dogs. <laughs> but like literally to have the do- world's most... Maybe because he smells my dog root, no, that normally tr it goes the other way. I just think that you have a spiritual energy around Holy dogs that they love you i'm I, I'm honored. I do have a
0: question though, so yeah. when you're grooming like difficult dogs, yeah. dogs don't like to have like be touched that way like their paws touch or anything. yeah like, uh-huh. how do you what do you how do you navigate that?
2: Each case is different. I just the main thing I try to do, and this is with people too it's kind of like psychological where you just kind of communicate to them that you see them. And, and that you know that they don't like it. So if I can if I can show them that I understand them and they're seen, then it kind of calms them a little bit. You know, like if you're in an argument with someone and like you can like be a mirror and tell them what their issue is and it kind of like calms them down. They don't have yeah. to yell so much. It's same with dogs. Like if I can communicate with them through my energy and mannerisms that I see them and I know they don't like it, sometimes it can diffuse the situation. Yeah. Have you ever had to be like, this dog can't come back here? Yeah. Recently, what happened? It was fucking crazy. It just kept right. biting and biting and attacking. And usually, if they bite and attack, they can go through it and we can meet on the other side, right? But this dog did not ever stop. Did you it get ever went through like, it? Did
1: you get it groomed at all, or were you just like a come pick, bit. Gotta pick this guy up. A little bit of both. So, do you think when something like that happens, because like I definitely take responsibility for a fair portion of his personality disorders which is like you're not seeing it t- this is what he does he gaslights me and it drives me nuts because at home he can be so mean to me and like there are people that know you know Mike knows I had to throw a blanket on him the other night and bring him upstairs and Mike was like dying and I'm like babe I like he's a he's a monster like anytime you've seen him be nice like he's he's actually a monster the like thing that
0: blew my mind is that he straight up fakes injuries yeah like he will fake that he faked he a broken like, leg <gasps> for two like- months and then he'll be fine. Like, he'll be fine. So when he was, like, done that to me. probably
1: three years old, uh, he <laughs> faked a broken leg for two months. And I was in the bathroom doing my makeup. And my friend Ben was, like, in, like, sitting on my bed in my room. And, like, he's, like, Molly, why is this walking around the living room right now? And I was, like, no. I was, like, he's not. He's, like, Molly, he's on four <sighs> legs right now. And I was, like, okay. So I, like, slowly, like, bring my face around the corner. And he sees me. And he's back on three, and I was like, "No, it's still he's on his third leg." He's like, "Okay, Molly, come back out." So I stick my head out, and he doesn't know I'm looking, and then he turns and he sees me, and I just see him lift his no back leg way. Up. and I was like, "You've been fucking!" F- I literally thought I, I thought I handicapped you, and like I was so poor at the time that I was just like. I don't know what to do like I can't get a dog cast like I I mean thankfully anytime that anything really has happened to him I haven't been in that financial position but yeah he was faking for for two months he faked a broken leg. Fuck. I mean, shit. I don't know what to say about that. So again, I take in, a <laughs> lo- I take a lot of responsibility for the majority of beha- his behavioral issues because uh, they're my fault. Like it's his. It's a product of. He's my a byproduct of my raising. Um, and dogs want to be good. I do know that about them. Is that for the most part they want to be good. Um, but. There is a part of him that I'm just like. This is just a streak that isn't within him. Like I wouldn't call it the devil. I He's just a would, Chihuahua. Yeah, that's L- a very common Chihuahua trait. So that's not like there. There are some things that you can't help, right? Because with the with the dog that you describe, I'm like, oh, their owners are like fucked.
2: Yeah, and they have two of them, and the two dogs gang up on the owner. Oh, it's a it's a big problem. And like the old me would have been like, OK, you need to come every two weeks. I need to work on this dog. You need to like just follow my lead. I'm going to tell you what to do. But now I'm so fucking busy that I yeah. can't do that. anymore. you have
0: employees
2: now. Yeah, that's you, crazy. But you have yeah.
0: rehabilitated dogs that way into the, like the grooming process. Has it been? Successful? Yeah,
2: I don't want to like I don't know. I don't think I'm that good at rehabilitating dogs because I need I just, I don't want to t- spend the time anymore. Maybe in the past, yeah. I mean, I have I have been working on this dog named Murph that doesn't let me touch his feet. Yeah. And now finally, and like I almost was brought to tears because he was over last week and he let me do his, t- his feet.
1: Aww. And
2: I was like telling his mom and I was like, this is a huge deal. He snuggled with me. Aww. He was like, I just think sometimes, and it took like a year for him to get good West about Wax doesn't his like his feet, feet
1: being touched too. And I think it might be an allergy association or something like they because uh, dogs like when they bite their feet a lot it's usually allergies right yeah so i wonder if sometimes when dogs are weird about their feet being touched in general if they're just like these have hurt before and i don't want you to touch them yeah do you think probably. that might be it probably it is feet in general though they're weird wags is also doesn't like his uh his face being touched at all
3: really i mean the i wags can is- but
1: no. he's also very pretty yeah so he's like this is my money maker. Like don't touch it. <laughs> um so do you uh, do you have three reasons why you're qualified to give advice?
2: I've had a fuck ton of therapy. Okay, good. Including I had therapy this morning, which is probably why my eyes are bloodshot.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Thank God you cry in therapy because there's nothing that weirds me out more than people that are like, I don't cry in therapy. I'm like, that's where you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Like, what are you paying for? Yeah, exactly. Like, be vulnerable. Like, you're not, what are you there to impress her? Like, that's, you're not trying to win therapy. It's funny that you say that (laughs) because I cried in the car
2: after therapy.
4: You right
2: i I started to, but it was kind of ending, uh, and then I like balled my eyes out like three times after therapy, and I was like, Damn,
1: like you were just, just getting into it I was it with, just at, getting I have another uh,
2: session coming yeah. up
1: where let we me need tell to dive you deep. what's up with this because and not to interrupt or to tell no, you how to do live you? your life but I, especially in LA, like, getting in the car to drive to therapy can be 50 minutes. And what people don't tell you is they say it's an hour. An hour is actually 50 minutes. So they kick you out 10 minutes early. And then you have to drive home. And, like, it's really hard to get work done when, like, you're just sort of getting there. And they're like, time's up. Yeah. Um, it's actually, like, kind of feels like its own form of abuse. And I'm just like, dude, I'm fucked up enough, okay? Like, I can't be kicked out of here. So I don't go... Every week, I go once a month for three hours. (gasps) Three hours? Yeah. But it's once a month. Holy shit. But it's once a month. That's smart. I've never heard of that. Well, I invented it. Uh, and (laughs) Because I said to my therapist, like, how are we really going to get into it if I have to, like, fucking leave here and then drive back to Glendale from, I mean, thankfully now I see someone at Sunset and Gower, but, like, For years, I was driving all the way to Beverly Hills to see someone and then get fucking tossed on the street like Little Orphan Annie after. And I'm like, bro, like I'm here for my abandonment issues. I can't talk, you know, like I can't leave like that. So um it is a lot. I also have an incredible rapport with my therapist. Like on Thanksgiving, or not Thanksgiving on St. Patrick's Day, I texted her, "Happy St. Patrick's Day, you buckwild bitch." And she wrote <laughs> back to me, "You're the only client I have that I would accept this text from." <laughs> so we have like a really good relationship. So I think she also kind of does it the way that she knows works for me, but I've found that longer, once a month, is better than once a week, and then yeah. getting tossed out on the street because of yeah. that. Like because I don't want to get in my car and cry
2: after, yeah. you know. And then I had to get my, my nails done.
0: Oh, that's good. What'd you do? I was gonna say
2: they oh, look beautiful.
1: great. Who Thank you. you, go
2: you. I go to Nail Swag. Mm-hmm.
1: They look really she good. She did a
2: cute, a cute like Art Deco. Do you vibe. mind if
1: I ask how much that is? We bartered, baby.
2: That's Can I take smart. A, bartered Can I take for a, a photo grooming? for the gram.
1: Sure, please do. Oh yeah, because yeah. I always say it's more. um It's finance Here, put her book under it. <gasps> Love that. It's financially more worthwhile to go get that eighty or one hundred dollar manicure. That's that lasts about what she four charges. weeks. Yeah, oh, this will last four weeks for sure. Yeah, I think
2: she charges like. Anywhere from like 80 to 135 or something. Depending on
1: the art and stuff you do. Yeah, yeah
2: she gets into it. She does Ariana Grande's nails. Girl. She's cool, man. Her name's I, want, I want to She's, hear some stories she's just like about a cool Ariana girl. <laughs> oh, she was telling me
1: today. Is she like, rough? I mean, no, I won't, she's we awesome. won't breach confidentiality. No, no, no. It's uh, just good things. I don't know okay. that much about her. Good I things. I just, no, okay. she's awesome. Um, okay, so your second piece.
2: Okay, so you go to go gonna fuck- Grande's nail artist. That's <laughs> my second reason why I'm great to give advice. Um, I'm really, really deep into, like, self-help shit, self-help books, podcasts, audiobooks. Like, I'm deep, deep what into it. What do you it. like Marianne
1: Robinson? Like, what's your beat? you mean Williamson Marianne Williamson, Williamson? Who's oh, okay Robinson? Yeah, I don't know but Marianne I was like Williamson. oh who is that yeah
2: um Marianne Williamson fuck yeah she's awesome great I love Jensen Jarrow. I talked about her a little bit on the Natch Butte podcast okay she is she wrote the book you are a badass and you are a badass at making money but it's all that same <laughs> same shit that's like the secret like water seeks its own level and what you attract and all that stuff and how you think and that sort of thing, which I'm really deep into. Yeah. Um. The third reason is, um, I'm in my late 30s and I've lived some shit and I have a lot of empathy.
1: It's so weird. Are you older than me? Yeah. I always think of you as like 25. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say that I'm. 25. I always think let's of you as so. I mean, you're in my in my mind. You're like crystallized at age 26. I think. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. We do uh, phone calls here. We have letters. Christina says we're a little bit light this week, which you guys, let's talk about that. 323-450-7408. Call us with your problems or even, you know what, just call me to say why you don't have any problems that you're calling about because I would like to learn more about that lifestyle. <laughs> um, let's take a phone call.
4: Hey, Mom, Christina and guest. So my question, like, sounds kind of nefarious, but it's with good intentions. I'm really bad at lying and like, I mean, I'm like bad at like white lies too. Like if someone like, I don't, I don't know, like asks me if I like something and it's something I don't really care about, but I don't want to hurt their feelings. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. But because I'm bad at lying, I'm also bad at telling people, like telling when other people are lying. And I want to be better at that because I feel like I need to up my street smart game. Uh, But I don't really know how to do that. And like, I can tell when people are, like, shady bitches, you know, but it's harder for me to pick out, like, white lies or, like, like, if I know someone has lied in the past, then I can, like, figure out their pattern of lying, but I can't tell if, like, there's a new person. Like, I can't tell if they're, like, a good person or a person who, like, should be trusted. I'm kind of, I think I might be a little over-trusting, I'm either too trusting or I think everyone's, like, evil and out to get me, but not in a paranoid way, even though that sounds pretty paranoid. So, uh, Mals, I know you said before you're really bad at lying. I was wondering if you've ever felt the need to, like, up your game or if you're bad at lying but good at telling when other people are lying or, yeah. So how do I get better at telling when people are being shady? Please advise. Thank you. Bye.
1: Okay, so this is, like, what I cry about in therapy is that I can't tell when people are lying to me or I think I can't or, like, I just wind up feeling, like, duped a lot and I'm just like, why did you trust that person? Um, and this is what I will tell you is that anytime I wound up being upset like that because someone lied to me or tricked me or deceived did, – did whatever – I knew deep down that they were a shady bitch or that mm-hmm. I couldn't trust them and then part of me wanted to believe them. It's a desire it's it's wanting to believe people too. I think is is the, is a big part of the problem is you want to give someone the benefit of the doubt. You want to believe that someone you care about is incapable of lying to you. Um I mean, the closest I've gotten to getting any better at lying is I lie on vacation. Like, I practice lying on vacation. Like, I just lie about anything. Like, what <laughs> I do for a living or why I'm there or whatever. Like, I just lie. Um, But I'm not – but it's only on vacation when there's no consequences and the person probably knows I'm lying. What about you? I
2: feel like she said that she was being paranoid in her – she said she was
1: – she's afraid she might be being She paranoid. is. Yeah. She's being paranoid. No, I don't, people lie.
2: People lie, but I just think it takes life experience <clears throat> of either being lied to and then getting smart about it or just growing up and maturing enough so that you don't attract people that are douche, douches and liars.
1: Yeah. I just feel like – But anyone like, could like, lie. Like people in your career lie to you. Yeah. I mean like – but if
2: you're like walking around through life wondering who's lying, who's real and how do I lie if I and, and be nice about it. If someone is like, do you like my hair and you don't? And you're like, I need to lie. Oh,
1: no, I don't. I didn't get that from her. I think that this girl has been screwed over a bunch. I don't think she's maybe she's being a little bit dramatic in the way that she's asking this. But I totally got that this girl has just like fallen for the wrong thing, like a few too many times. times. Was there
0: something specific besides the paranoia thing that you were picking up on that led you down this path of thinking, Jess?
2: Yeah, I mean, I just felt like. She didn't have a ton of experience in life to be able to read a person. I think she said she had a lot of trouble with that. But I think that just comes with living life. I don't know how old she was. And I don't know if I'm being an asshole.
1: No, you're not. I just like (laughs) I No, I mean, I just like very I just. No, no, please. Um, If I'm I I get that all the time I was like you're so mean Uh it's like then I don't know why do you call the show you need to hear uh, what you want to hear but I I mean I don't know I actually like I don't know I'm 34 and I found this to be kind of relatable <laughs> I mean I really am like I'm ve- I can be very clueless like about someone's intentions I always assume that people are going into something because I yeah. don't know what it's like to be a bad person sorry I don't know what it's like so I've never been able to like see someone being a bad person and be like Oh, that's just inherently who they are. You should expect that they disappoint you. You should expect that they lie to you. Like I've actually worked very hard to not become cynical. At the same time, same. You know, cynicism is really dark to me. So I just, I think that for me, it's always just come back to whenever I've been surprised someone lied to me. I'm like, your gut told you that something was off, and you didn't listen. I think that's a good point. Listen to your gut. Yeah, whatever part of it's telling you. I mean, shady bitches. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of times that we're not in tune with what our bodies are telling us, and yeah. you know we we, you know, are hoping for the best, even though something's like screaming inside of us. And you you just need to listen to your own self, your own inside voice a little bit, and be more attuned to your body. Yeah, I love mean, I that.
1: You. Yeah. What about someone who like turns on you? Like if you have, cut them like, out, co-worker or something. I like, here's here, here's oh, the thing. like, you can
2: you can set boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'd like, be
0: like. Set some boundaries. That's the thing that you and I like. I have too many boundaries, and you have no boundaries. Yeah, I know. You're like,
2: that's so important. You're
0: so, hard.
1: You're so rough. You're so
0: rough. <laughs> but you know, but, no, it's also about
1: what you tell people to. Yeah.
0: And it's also just like, this is a lesson for you. You know, like the cost of being vulnerable and letting people in is that you're going to have bad stuff too. But the good is so much more worth it. That I you know, agree 100%. Yeah. That's what I like have learned in the last like 2 years since turning 30 and being So what more about open? when you're
1: like a moron like me and you're the exact opposite where you're no, like I mean, there's like, some bad people out there. Like you have to you know, you have to see the bad in people sometimes. I think you would
0: be you would benefit from being like, "Oh, what would Christina think of this this person?"
1: But I think you're too mean. <laughs> I think you're too... But, like,
0: find somewhere in the middle is Christina what I'm saying. Christina looks
1: at people on sex offender registries before she goes out on dates with them. Really? Yes.
2: yes. <laughs> like, can you believe... <laughs> I'm like, total- would, Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, yeah. I, I honestly... I wouldn't think to do and that. And then it's like... I would never like, think to do that. And then it's like, but, but like, you dated
0: this person? Yeah, you didn't know he was a sex offender? That information is publicly available. Why not use it to your best...
2: Yeah, like- that's uh. smart. That seems smart. Like, I'm you're protecting not yourself. in these streets, sure. you
1: Sure. <laughs> I mean, that is wild to me. I wouldn't literally. I've never done that. But like, fuck, I probably would. You know what is scary, though, is when you go to the sex offender registry and you look up your neighborhood. Yeah. And now Ew, then that really? makes. I Don't worry. I, have one, I don't have one for a mile and a half, um, which is actually really nice. It's I have never looked it up. I'm going to
2: look it up today. Do you live
1: close to a school? Probably. If okay that's that's a big de- that's a big determiner of like how close Not Live. Really. I remember when I was living in Koreatown I did it and it was Lights someone up in like
0: my a building. Train, right? It was someone in my building and I had seen him before. Yeah. Like, by the, the way, isn't doesn't he have to tell you? I think they have to tell you when they, they move, move in, in but right. not when like he's already living there. Oh, by no, the way, God. like
1: I look, sex offenders deserve zero breaks, but that is Probably the worst part of the punishment besides, you know, surviving prison. Well, I you have get, to just be
2: like, hey, I'm Tom. I live like over in 3C. Like, I'm a Hi. sex offender. I'll talk to you later. But there's nice also like
0: you. the varying degrees to which people right. get on
2: that site. Like,
0: I think someone said once I had a, I heard a case once where like someone was peeing in public. It's, yeah.
1: And then he got caught by so the police and had to that's be registered. A sex to offender? Like, yes, yes. My best, best friend pee in, in public? public exposure. So public exposure. my oh. best friend from high school, Jen. Went to school down south and she, you know, goes like shit faced and like of outside of a bar and she peed in an alley. As every college kid will do it. Who one point. has not popped a squat? We've all popped We've all a squat. Done it. Uh, Christina's very conservative and is from Brooklyn. <laughs> much busier streets there. But like yeah, the know, streets in New York are very busy. You yeah, can't really you can't pop a really squat squat be yeah, unless I mean you've really got to be missing out. you have to be less of a home in yeah, order yeah, yeah. to do that. But um, I also have issues with that. I just need to be in a like safe space to go to, to the r- bathroom. No one was saying take a shit. But I'm just saying, like, we've all popped a squat when we're drunk. And so Jen got arrested. And, like, I remember her saying to me, like, basically implying that if she was convicted of this, I know, if she (laughs) was convicted of this, this could be a big problem for her. But she didn't. Now that I look back, she was trying to say to me like I could be on the sex offender registry.
2: That's nuts. Because you're to public exposure.
1: I have problems peeing
2: like
0: with other people in public restrooms. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I, I did when I was a kid. Anxiety. Yeah. Really? I, I did yeah. when I was. I have toilet like, I anxiety. I'm pee shy. Out. If there's someone in like because I work in my office, there's like a three stall bathroom. If I walk in there and someone's in there, I'll walk out and wait till it's because it's too to pee. quiet. Well, so then you yeah. know
1: everyone thinks you have to take the gnarliest shit every time. You go to the <laughs>
0: Bathroom, right? no they are all well well aware of my pee anxiety okay. like they know not to go to the bathroom if they know that I'm going to the
1: bathroom. I'm really pee shy and like I hate it when someone I want to go in with like a friend or whatever especially if it's like a new work friend someone or something like, talking to me while and I'm they're pee? just yeah. like I'll wait for you and I'm like no 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 don't wait like but I remember the first time I met my dad's father like I went out to dinner with like my new grandpa and like I was Probably five or six or something. And so it was my first time, like, really, like, going to the bathroom by myself. I was like, Mom, I'll be right back. And I remember there was all these women in there. It was, like, a steak restaurant during a lunch hour. So, like, there was all these women coming in and out. And I just remember, like, I couldn't pee. And, like, I I had to pee so bad, but I couldn't pee because I was – so afraid other people would hear me pee.
2: I don't have a
0: problem if it's a busy situation like that, like an airport bathroom where everyone's oh, like yeah, shuffling uh, yeah. and there's noise yeah. Yeah, and stuff I love like that. that. It's not but scary it's at not all. It's not scary yeah. at all. But if it's like there's one other Silent. person and they choose the
2: stall next yep. to you and
0: it's just kind of like you're silently I know peeing. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I think yeah. about it too much, I think. No, I totally get it. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just tell myself, like, we all pee. I'm I'm anonymous right now to this person next to me. Right, they'll never see me again. They don't I have know to what my like face cover my like. ears. Yeah, I used to be like that. I wow. still have a little like toilet anxiety yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't love to I be I've in done a public that. Toilet. I covered my ears. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I
1: don't love to be in a public toilet. Although I will say so that So I like, can't pop a squat. I'm sorry, Molly. No, you're fine. Oh no, by the way, like no, I don't I don't love people that pop a squat. I have a big issue with <laughs> yeah. squat popping. Like in a in a well, actually, well no, I mean in a toilet. Like yeah. if you don't use the cover and sit, you're dead to me. Like people who <laughs> just, just spray, piss all over the yeah. seat. I'm like, you're a monster. That's actually the type of person our callers should be looking out for is the type of person who's so fucking selfish that they'll piss all over a public toilet seat and then not wipe anything up or just, like, leave it a mess. I mean, like, think about it. If I go to a – if I snuck into many a men's room in my life, their toilets are always clean. That's because guys use them exclusively for shitting. So if we could just take better care of each other – women are the real bathroom monsters. Like, so never pretending it's men. No, women are the women. real perpetrators of this. And we have so much more to deal with in there. We've got our periods. We've got mm-hmm. everything else. Wipe the seat. Don't be an asshole. This is my hairdresser. By the way, speaking of assholes, I love her so much. She's. I bet you anything she's texting me right now to see if I'm coming in later. Oh, no. She just wrote. Okay. Good luck, my pretty lady. But by next week, you will need color. All the best. Okay. All right. I get it. You're manipulating me.
0: (laughs) We're Um, protecting
1: you against roots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But lying. Yes. She also has like, I'll, she wanted to up her street smarts. She yeah. said that takes a whole different. That's just not like, like she's knowing just... people when they're lying is different than being street smart. I think street smarts are like how to avoid a stalker. You know what I mean? Like she wants like, to be so more someone's socially, following you home from the that's tragedy. Tragedy or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like street smart is like knowing that you can vacuum water out of your car with a shop vac to me. Like stuff like that's also street <laughs> really smart. yeah that's, okay okay. Like, stuff like that is also very – I'm like, okay, like, you get it. Like, you get how to maneuver about the world. It's more than just, like, don't take any wooden nickels. But that's on there too, you know? Like She
2: just seemed very, like, young and she just wants to be more socially savvy and, like, cooler and just, like, more connected and, like, can see a person for who they are. But, like, that's what everybody wants. True. And it's just something you just have to work on and practice, I guess. And you could have like the
0: best bullshit meter and still get deceived by people because you ultimately want to hope for the best in
2: someone. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty I trusting. But, but, I am too. I don't know. I'm pretty trusting, but I only trust you after I've let you in, and it takes a while to be let in.
1: Yeah, or I trust people until they give me a reason not to. Yeah. You know? I mean, my goal is to trust as many people as possible. My dog is looking at me in the eyes. He's so cute, so nice. I love you. He's way. having a really You're nice a good moment. boy. Um, sometimes he crawls my face during the pod. Um, but yeah, you know, one thing I would recommend to you that will offer you a lot of independence and give you will put you in a lot of situations where you need to impress yourself by proving that you can do it, um, is take a, take a trip by yourself. Um, you know, I'm going to Japan by myself. Shut up for ten days, and I'll tell you, I've worked up to that. Like, I've worked up to Japan by yes, myself. Yes, that I, is
2: huge. I did
1: Europe by myself. I'm I, planning
2: a trip t- by myself too. Yeah, I need to pick your brain. Yeah, about I remember it, so you so asked scared. me about that. You wanted I did?
1: to. Well, you were like, "Where would you go if you want to go by yourself?" I was like, "That's all I do is I go on vacation." When did alone. we talk about that? You texted me one time. We did and I was like, "I love to do Palm Springs." You are like, "What about Ojai? And I was like, "I've never been there alone, but I'm sure oh, it's yeah, great." That yeah, that was a while ago. So, yeah, I remember now you I asked really want to go well,
2: like, to Barcelona or somewhere.
1: People who ask me about that, I don't forget them because, first of all, that's a very rare conclusion to come to on your own. But I'll tell you this. I remember growing up and there was this picture of my grandmother and my great aunt on this like horse-drawn carriage <laughs> in Ireland. And they were, you know, in their probably their 40s when they did it. And I remember my grandmother showing me that picture and being like, this was a big deal. Like two women went alone to Europe, like, and we did the whole thing ourselves. And I was like, wow, like at the when I was a kid, I didn't really appreciate that. But then to look back on that and say like, wow, even just traveling with a girlfriend was a big deal back in the day or your sister was a big deal back in the day. Um so to think that, like, I really can't I can go around the world by myself, it's a very satisfying feeling to know that I can do that. And I'm not going to lie. I'm terrified.
2: Dude, yeah.
1: I'm terrified of I'm, like, of food. so impressed by I'm terrified of I won't be able to read the language. Yeah, that's I mean, my
2: biggest fear is just not knowing where to go or how to get around and not reading, you know, I
1: mean, thankfully, Japanese. English is incredibly prevalent. I don't know in South America if it's the same. Um, but, I mean – most people around the world or most people you can find – I'm not going to, like, a super remote – I'm going to uh, Kyoto Was like, ultimately where I'm going. I'm going to see the cherry blossoms, like, in April. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that's a very Americanized time to go. It's, like, October totally. and April are, like, the big times to go. Okay. So, um, that's yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm slightly – I haven't planned anything yet. I haven't – I have my ticket, but I haven't booked my hotel With my hotel's – and um, I've seen a lot of people I know go, and everyone I know has brought a partner. I don't know if you know Dry, but she went with her boyfriend this year, and, like, they had the Japanese adventure I would want to have, but I don't know if I can do all the – I'm a little bit nervous about all the trains and Mm -hmm. the amount of preparation, and I've also kind of put it off, but – I will say to you that traveling alone, going on road trips alone, all of those things, you run into stuff and you just have to figure it out and you have to learn how to do it. And, you know, whether it's your I had my phone break on a drive out to Las Vegas recently that was like, hell, but I figured it out and then my phone started working again in the morning. So that was great. Um, But yeah, things happen. You'll learn. Um, You want to take another call? Yeah. You ready? Okay. sorry. Sorry, girl. Just um, be good.
5: <laughs> All right, hi, Malls. Uh, I just went on a really good first date, uh which is cool. It's a cool feeling uh but a little background about me um my last serious relationship, I like lived with the person and uh ended up having my heart like. <laughs> Pretty broken. So dating feels like this big departure, like this big excursion into like a whole bunch of new vulnerabilities or like old vulnerabilities that feel new again. And I guess I was wondering if you have any advice for a person who feels like overall pretty like confident and fortified in the other parts of her life you know like professionally I feel completely in the zone and person to person like thinking about the weather or whatever you know I know exactly who I am and have this you know strong sense of self and when it comes to dating or like you know, getting ready to go on this date tonight, I just felt so nervous, like a teen, and like there's all this insecurity that comes bubbling up um, when you're trying to like be vulnerable with a stranger, <laughs> with like the sincere pursuit of just like hoping, hoping to like find some common ground. So I guess I was just wondering, uh. If you had any words of wisdom for somebody who's like doing their best not to be like stuck by past experiences, use advise.
1: Bitch, uh, speak the fuck uh, up. That was so annoying. Like, literally, oh like, I for, I, I actually thought you were call- saying that you had a first date and you got your period. That's what I thought you were saying. Because I had to, I literally, I don't like leaning forward. I have a bad back, okay? When I have to lean forward She's that far. She's leaning so forward. I, it, honestly, <laughs> I'm going to send you a bill. Because that hurt. <laughs> you need to buy me some Chinese herbs. Sorry, and
0: I play the calls out loud. We're They're not listening on headphones. They don't no. understand why you're leaning in. I,
1: I don't care if they understand or not understand point is is that i had to bend over to hear your call and that's not that's not normal so um if i'm doing something different for you listen um just if you want to say something go just go now because i'm really good i'm gonna lean in here so i'll let you go first okay I i mean
2: i just i don't honestly know what she needs advice on she feels great about this new first date that she went on sad it was sad. She, it, no, I mean, I'm glad that she went on a date, but like, she's just like she's like, I'm so like, why am I feeling butterfly nervous when I'm going on a first date, even though invested. I'm so I know myself so well? Why do I it, was that the I don't even know what
1: her question was. Okay, I'll Is tell that it. what her question so, was? So like basically, like she feels very fulfilled in her career and all. She other really areas knows of herself her life, very except well. for her, the, her speech. Um, so and, well, and well, then we're never gonna. Don't get make in a call when I you're I have no, asleep. No, we will. I know. After shooting some
2: heroin, don't make a call.
1: And ask for advice. Yeah, after please your- advise. Uh, go to rehab and then come back. No, but listen, and by the way, I know that for this call, because we are addressing this like this, we're gonna get 10 more calls because I know someone Don't out there mad. needs to no, she's she'll be fine. Listen, this is what it is is that, and by the way, we're just roasting the way that you did your whole thing. I will tell you exactly what your problem is. You are not going on enough dates, you are applying far too much meaning to one good date. The thing that you have to do when you are dating and trying to move past a bad relationship or anything else is you don't need to go and be vulnerable on a first date. A first date is like... A casual business fun. lunch, yeah, yeah. It's like let's go get let's drinks. What do you? You're do? cool. Yeah. yeah. There's no pressure on it. I understand being nervous if you really like someone, but the best way to diffuse nervousness is to get so in the habit of it. I'm not saying go fuck every guy. I'm just saying go. <laughs> there are plenty of guys I've gone on dates with, and within ten minutes, I knew I'd never see them again. But I yeah. sat there and I finished my drink, and I maybe even had another. Do you want to know why? Because I was on my time and I wanted to have fun. Yeah. So. Just go out with a bunch of guys, like go and have extra dates set up. And if you're the type of person who's like, I don't online date and I don't do this, well then guess what? It's going to be a lot to. harder for
2: you. And, and also like you have to embrace the nerves and that's the fun of new relationships. Yes. And if you
1: can't – Oh, like, and you're not in a – to be clear, you're not in a relationship. You went on one good date. One so good date. So calm down. But what was her advice? What, what was she asking for? She was just saying like how do you how do you go do these things when all of the rest of your life is fine? How oh, do you – how do you be vulnerable in situation? How do you go situation? and be vulnerable but not get hurt?
2: You you can't. You just don't be vulnerable. And then and once then you, you will never reap the benefits of the vulnerability.
1: But you have to wait till you are on till that person deserves your vulnerability.
0: No, and I also think you're right. The nervousness that she feels she's saying that she feels very uncomfortable going on dates in general. Just yeah, just then it do, it or, yeah, yeah, do it a lot. And experience, yeah. Yeah, or more. just
2: leave space for the nerves and that feeling inside. Don't try to push it away when it comes up. Just like let it flow through you and just be nervous. Have a cocktail. You know, it's social
1: lubrication. And I also think that if you – I don't know how old you are, but I will say that if you're feeling very satisfied in your career and stuff like that, I assume that you are probably above 25. And I will tell you that if at, you know, 27, 28, if you're still feeling like crazy butterflies about going on a date with someone – you need to date a lot more. You're a little bit behind. She was like, definitely, she's like, she's kind of pushing 40, that woman.
2: And also don't
1: talk like that on your dates. (laughs) No, I know. Like honestly, like speak the fuck up. Like how many times is he like, what? What? Like, I would be on a date with – this would drive me nuts. I would be. Oh that would be God. a deal breaker for me. But it's I'm so sh- our first caller, call I mean, it covers, drives me nuts. I just say? want to know that I oh. – um, It drives me I hope <laughs> me the first nut.
2: caller and the second caller never hang out because <laughs> she wouldn't have such a problem – lying to the second girl she would be like bitch you need to speak up like i know like, she She'd couldn't be like do it me. she couldn't do it
1: yeah no i will um I i'll be honest really with forgiven. you and say that i just think that you really need to kind of get ahead of this because it sounds like i mean i have certain friends that like i do feel that they date like teenagers and i'm like you just have not dated enough you simply have not yeah. gone on enough dates and you can be crazy and worry about stuff like this. Um, it becomes a lot bigger in your head than it actually is. One hundred percent. It has legs it. that don't exist. And it's like, why is it? Why, why is your mind walking like that? They don't it doesn't have legs like you need to literally go out on so many more fucking dates. I'm telling you that was Tinder has been such a huge huge thing for me since I like had my first big breakup recent like my last big breakup it's been huge because I've met so many interesting guys I know exactly what I don't want anymore and like now I'm in a place where I think I can more meet guys in real life because I'm in just a lot of a better place with dating like it's just a much better thing and also like set up what I, I mean what I like to do and this can sound to certain people if you assume that I mean I don't I am a big person. On, I don't even kiss on a first date. And I'm big on really? that. Really, And I, even I, if you're vibing, if I'm like crazy about the guy, maybe. But normally I find that that's like manic and um, it goes too fast. OK. Like I really like I really am a big believer in like the third date rule is bullshit. Like I will make a guy wait like, six dates before Mm -hmm. I, like, go back to his house. And, like, that doesn't even mean we're having sex. Yeah. So – and I'm just a big believer in that because – forces someone to take you seriously and I haven't always been that way but I haven't reaped the results I've wanted or mm-hmm. necessarily maintain the respect and that's not to say that this is the woman's job I think this is a man and a woman's job to like take things slowly and to if you really are in a place in your life where you want to find a relationship that's meaningful take things slowly if you're not then, then why are y'all butterflied out over this random you just don't go on enough dates yeah that's it and dates are really fucking fun and it's a great way like per what I told this first girl like like it's a great way to go into something and be a nobody to someone. They don't know anything about you. You can come in there with your own narrative, your own self esteem obviously you don't lie, but like they don't know the things about you that your friends know about you. You can be a new person. you don't have to carry that self esteem that you have in with a certain group of people or a certain type of person. You don't have to carry that into that because they don't know they don't know you like that and if, that's a nice thing in my world um do we have any other Well, just you, speak up. You uh you're married, Jess? Yeah. What was do
0: you remember what your first date like was like with him? Oh, your I husband? had like,
2: yeah, I was we didn't wait. Like we yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we had sex right away, but I had known him for 2 years. Yeah. So like it, he wasn't a stranger. We were in the friend zone for like 2 years and then I fell in love with the bastard.
1: How did that how did that grow romantically for you guys?
2: He started treating me like shit and then oh. I was like,
1: oh, <laughs> yeah!" like he was like
2: available for so long and then he became completely unavailable and I was like, well, you're just like every other guy. Was there he, a reason for that? Yeah. He didn't want to be just friends, Oh, which I didn't realize that he really had feelings for me. I didn't know. I just thought okay. he was like my buddy. Yeah. And like um I – remember going out of town with some other friends and I had this fling with this guy while I was out of town and I started missing Eric and I was like, damn, why do I miss him? And I think it's just because he wasn't returning my calls or texts. Yeah. He was just like unavailable. Yeah. And I was mad at him and I was like, he's just like every other guy. Like he just doesn't – he's not there or you think he's there and then he's not or whatever. Um, And then I just started to have feelings for him. So
1: that's great, too. And I think that that's that's a good like growth thing, too, which is why, again, I always say if you get manic early on or if like you guys are like just too fast, too soon or whatever, it's always a sign that there's something deeply unhealthy there, whether you're codependent and a narcissist or whether, you know, whatever that dynamic is. That is my dynamic, though. When I date somebody, I, I get crazy manic quick. I know man that you quick. used to. But, yeah. I don't think, but you and Eric Remember how and in love with so...
2: those guys I would
1: get? Yes. <laughs> I mean, but those didn't work out.
2: No. I malls knows, like, I would just fall hard for these unavailable comedy guys. Hard and fast?
1: Hard and fast. Oh, yeah. I've I don't think I understood than... the extent of it till like, we talked, like, years later. And you were like, do you remember how in love I was? And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of do. I was,
2: like, desperately in love with two of the guys. Oh, okay, yeah, and that lived in this dirty, nasty house, (laughs) which, by the way, is so hard
1: to think of. Like, it's so hard to look back. I can't. I I know, and of course, Eric got all skinny again once we weren't dating anymore. You (laughs) look so good. What the fuck? I like loved you when I was twenty one. That's when I first met him, and then we dated when I was twenty three to twenty six or something. He was, like, very depressed and overweight. He knows that. Uh, And now he looks great. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, dude, you look look amazing. Yeah, he looks great. Um, But anyway, (laughs) proud of all these guys, proud of the guys that I've dated that I've literally emotionally burnt to the ground. And I'm thankful for the ones that burnt me to the ground because it's been it's been really, like, nice getting back to myself. And I finally feel like I'm in a place where I can be in a relationship again and not, secretly be super fucking angry which i yeah. was like in my last two relationships i was super fucking angry the whole time and like great kind of taking it out on them and like it was not it was very selfish of me actually to be dating when i was that angry angry but also yeah like whatever the emotion that, the, that i'm feeling come out of this girl just it doesn't seem like she's ready to date in my mind it seems like something's checked out if she
2: thinks it's okay to talk that slow and that stumbly there's some kind of disconnect i think
1: i mean but that's not why she wants advice on. call under the sheets like when because their roommate or whatever is there which okay. by the way if you have a roommate and you're 40 yeah like, oh that's gosh. another thing <laughs> we've put 40 on her you know i'm gonna get a text or a tweet like next week being like, I'm, I'm almost 29. 40 so oh yeah. no no so like no
2: hate on the 40 year old no, I, w-
1: I would i would love to be 40 i've <laughs> only loved life more the older i get yeah but oh, yes rough it's rough. that was rough girl um uh, okay well good luck to you let us know if you take our advice and start going out on more dates and people also call us drunk
0: or under the influence of other substances like when you're doing your podcast
1: yeah like people like are leave drunk voicemails
0: and oh because like, yeah. oh. they need to like have a get little get up cur- the current yeah. oh, she might be sweet. a little shit
1: faced on some titos and uh soda which for that's that fine. i say we've all been there but no judgment here on that one um what else? Oh, shit. What was I going to say? Oh, I don't know. I was going to say something, but you'll be fine. You'll be fine.
3: <laughs> All right, Um, right. Let's take another call. Hey, malls. Love you. I just saw your Insta about needing calls and figured I'd ask for some advice. Basically, I'm 31, married, no kids. I live in Baltimore and have been self-employed for almost six years. I do graphic and web design and some technical blogging and B2B social media. Recently, my biggest client hired someone with a design background to be a marketing manager. She had said she wanted to get out of design and learn more about marketing, but since she started back in August, she's just been designing more and more and recently hired a design intern who will be graduating in May. This client is over 50% of my income, and I've been freelancing with them for 10 years and until recently, truly felt like a part of their team. I'm pretty close with the VP of marketing. I watch her cat and stuff, and she lives down the block from me. I'm wondering if I should initiate a candid conversation with either the VP or marketing manager about how they see my role in the future with the company. Um, Honestly, I'm a bit upset that the VP hasn't come forward and said anything to me about the drastic cut in workload, but I also understand that business is business. So just wondering if I should initiate a conversation, and if so, what exactly should I say Um, If not, I'm debating just applying for jobs, but it's been six years, and I can't imagine having to go into an office every day. I wouldn't mind a work-from-home opportunity, but I feel like they're few and far between. Um, All of my other clients are really small and, honestly, just annoying to work with. Like, I have to go drive, take a flash drive of images because they don't know how to email. So, without the big client, I'm not really sure I'd want to be self-employed anymore. Um, So, yeah, please advise. Thanks. Bye.
1: Okay, can we just like rehash what she said? Because
3: I know that we were all a little bit
1: confused and it seems like you have a good grip on things. Yeah, so essentially
0: she's a freelance graphic designer. She gets most of her business from this one client. And in the last couple months, they've hired another graphic designer. And so like most of her workload has been chipped away and taken on by this new graphic designer. Okay,
1: let's stop here. That seems like a big sign to me that, some, that your services are not as needed as they, you know, maybe, I don't know if they're displeased with your work, but if you are already the employee that does that work and now they are taking that work from you and giving it to someone else, they're probably not going to need you in the very near future, and so I would say any time in work that you are un- unclear on your performance or if you're giving them what they need or where things are going in the future, you should absolutely say something. That shouldn't even be a question. You yeah. should have already done that. Especially if you're self-employed.
2: Yes. And also, if you can think about that there is an abundance of clients, you can just get more clients. You can go hustle and get more work.
1: Yeah. and the so part that was of her, the second part of like – Is she going to hustle to get more work or should
0: she she, she just she kind of is wondering if she should go back into the regular work field? But She didn't want to. Yeah. She's going to pick a lane
1: because you can't not want to be self-employed and also not want to be someone's employee. And like, yes, there's a chance you can get another job that has you work from home. Gratefully. Thankfully, a lot of these things are done remotely and it's more financially it's financially better for both the client and you so i would really figure out do you want to be in this line of work because you're either going to want to be self-employed it's like being a freelance writer it's like if you don't want to do that if you want to go get an office job or something else then go do that that'll take that will take away your ability to have to like you won't have to hustle as hard but you can't say i don't know how i would integrate back into an office ever again and i also don't want to go looking for clients because whether you like it or not, this other job is pulling back on you. And I don't. I'm. I'm sure that if that's not affecting your salary now, it will very soon.
2: Yeah, she sounds pretty passive about it. Yeah, she would benefit from a solo trip, but she probably doesn't have a ton of money. So maybe like drive and take a weekend somewhere local. Yeah, And just be by herself and fucking just lock yourself in
1: your room with Craigslist, dude, and just start <laughs> emailing people or like. But she just seems like she
2: doesn't really know what she wants. Like, is she happy in this line right. of work? She seemed kind of like whatever about it.
1: I mean, the thing that drives me nuts about this is that, like, yes, these jobs are a dime a dozen to an extent, but it's also a dream job for a lot of people. And there are a lot of young and hungry people who will come up underneath you and mm-hmm. happily take that job. Very true. Um, they probably have parents who are supplementing their rent or whatever else. Like, there are plenty of people who will do your job for cheap or free. So you need to, like, either get some fire under your ass and mm-hmm. start really aggressively looking for work or you need to figure out another part-time hustle. I don't know. Like, I always, like, I'm kind of joking when I say this, but not. Like, what do you really want to do? Do you want to start an Etsy store? Like, I know this girl that, like, has a full-time job, and she just started printing up. She just started drawing her own wrapping paper. I'm That's, holding I a saw piece that. of it That's right dope. now. I love started it. started drawing her own wrapping paper and selling it on Etsy. And, like, that girl... Brought herself through the holiday season. She did very, very well. And, and she got them to the right, the exact right people to post about them. And um, I really am a believer in side hustles and getting mm-hmm. something else going. And the more you can link your side hustle up to a passion. I mean, look what Jess has done. Like you really wanted to focus just on comedy. You wind up getting like a job starting out grooming, and that was your, this was turned into your life. Like, I'm holding her book right now. That's, I mean, that's something that you can do. Marissa a. Ross is another really good example of a person who had a passion for wine. She started wine writing, and then now she has a book about it. These Jackie little Johnson. Jackie Johnson, mm-hmm. another person, always mm-hmm. loved makeup and hair. Oh, I mean, like, Jackie was just my friend that did eyelash eyelash extensions and always, like, did her own hair dye at home. Like, she was mm-hmm. one of those people that just kind of started out having a natural knack for it and passion, and now it's her job so you can do it you guys um, just yeah I think millionaires
2: have at least seven streams of income I think I heard that like yeah you should have like maybe she should develop a side hustle That'd girl, be cool. I got,
1: girl I'm telling you I host three podcasts and I produce four and I'm a writer so mm-hmm. you're gonna have shit okay you must have shit it's and also very by important. like
0: trying those side side hustles you might find something that you're really really passionate about that yeah you might not have expected
1: I agree. I agree with you. Um I mean, I don't really have much else to say about this except like kind of like why I'm a little like disturbed that you're not advocating for yourself more. I just feel like you should you should know to do this and like no one else is going to no one else is going to make your dreams happen. That's just the truth is that literally no one cares about your dream except for you. Maybe your mom cares, but like she's not going to go get you a job. You have to be your number one advocate in life. Oh, yeah. just because, you know, I've seen Ed, for example, like Ed really was trying to get staffed as a comedy writer for a long time. And. He wound up taking another job, like kind of he really wanted it, uh, but like he, it wasn't exactly what he thought he wanted to do with his life, which is working in reality TV development. Is there a better fucking job for Ed Hansen than reality television development? No, like this is what he should have always been doing. He is a natural Andy Cohen type. And he also has that personality that like people want to see him and they want to talk to him. And I could see that continuing to extend into more of a career for him, similar to an Andy Cohen type. But I really like I think that a lot of times the thing that you try first or the thing that you think you want is not necessarily what you want. And it sounds like if you're being that passive about this, you're over it. Part of you is over it. What do you really want, man? Yeah, you know? and you know, if this was something that you majored in and you worked went
0: to school in, it can be very hard to like let that go, to like let go of like, yeah. oh, this is what I studied, this is what I'm supposed to be doing for the rest of my life. It can be really hard to let that go, but just know that like you're a completely different person than the one that you were when you originally to- chose that path at like 18, 19 mm-hmm. years old. So, and also like the nature of your work has changed significantly. Yeah, over the and past just
2: because you have this skill. Years. Doesn't mean that that has to be your career just because that's what your skill is. You can choose something else and just learn something new. Just because you can doesn't mean you should.
1: Absolutely. Um, All right. Do we have any more calls? Uh, We have a letter. Okay. Let's do the letter.
2: Hello, Molly, Christina, and guests. I wanted to write and ask about a little internal conflict I'm having. I'm 24 years old and I've never went on a date. There are many, many reasons why this is but one of the biggest problems is my lack of trust in other people. I've read so many articles and statistics and listened to so many podcasts, advice columns. I have practically developed a fear of getting cheated on. Hell, one of the articles I read not too long ago featured, quote, why men cheat from real men, and a lot of reasons were so shallow and immature, like it was easy or I can't help myself. Also, people nowadays expect you to forgive them, which I find nuts. Am I the one who's nuts? Yes. or <laughs> how can i get over this fear anyway hopefully that was hopefully that was too long please advise maybe she's meant hopefully wasn't, that wasn't yeah. too long please advise
1: i mean we have a theme yeah in this episode which is lack tr- of trust in dating oh okay and i was like get your shit oh get your shit together Basically. um i mean look here's my thing is that you and this is not my thing this is the world's thing is that like you can't be afraid of living hitting the fan. Exactly. Like it's like, yes, life is going to happen. You're going to hit speed bumps. Some men are cheaters. I honestly, in general, just to throw it out there for you, I actually think it's quite easy not to cheat. Um, you just don't cheat. And then if you want to be with someone else, you break up with that person. Mm -hmm. And that's, or you enter into a situation where you understand that that might be a situation that happens and you're both okay with it, which sounds like a lot to ask of you right now, which is fine. Maybe you'll get there someday. But like sitting at home out of fear is really sad. Like it really makes me sad on your behalf. And I understand fear or whatever. I think that you I mean, maybe you have parents that were in a shitty relationship. Yeah, this sounds
2: like a trauma. Like a lot of role models. No role models. And like sitting and reading all these articles about cheating guys and just being afraid. But you have to just, you know, like if you constantly worry about – worrying is praying for something that you don't want. If you yeah. constantly worry – I wish I wrote that, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> but like if you're constantly worrying about someone cheating or someone doing something or you're focused on the thing you don't want, you will manifest it and you will create a relationship where you will be cheated on, especially if you're walking around paranoid if you actually meet someone that you like.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's, a, that's also – yeah, that's the thing that drives someone away too is just like, God, this chick so insecure. This is like she's a mess. Like she doesn't trust me. Um, it's so important to have a basic level of trust going. I mean, dude, I don't know. Like also fake news. Like I feel like a lot of that stuff that you're reading is just put out there to freak you out. Yeah, or to placate someone <laughs> that's trying to justify with it, why they've been cheated on. Like that's not the whole world. You I know? also think
0: it was like a poorly written article. If, they, if the uh, answers are only like, it, it was, was easy. easy. I can't help myself. And that and sounds didn't... like she
1: read like the that caught like, co- one of those pages in Cosmo. It's yeah. like why do men cheat? And like that's the headline. Andy, and, yeah. twenty-two. Yeah. It's it was just easy. To, yeah. I'm like Andy's it's... an intern, and he was told to say that it's to scare you. Yeah. There are so many you. great guys out there. Or, and yeah, it, or for someone who's been hurt to be able to justify like, oh, well, Andy who's 22 says it was easy. So that's why I got cheated on. <laughs> but um, it's also just like like we talked
0: about earlier in this episode, you know, the way you get rid of any fear is exposure therapy. And so you just kind of have to do it. Yeah. 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 And I understand how hard that is. And I would
1: also not lead with that or bring (laughs) that up in any way when you start seeing someone because people who are chronically afraid and insecure are incredibly unattractive. And I mean that that I wouldn't be your friend. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I don't think a guy wants to date someone that's like. I've been sitting at home paralyzed for the last twenty three years. Like, yeah. what happened to college? Like where were yeah. you doing? that's like a really fun time to hang out with dudes. Did you go to college? I don't know. She's twenty four, so, so she's po- she's still pretty young. She would be post collegiate though. I'm saying yeah. like where were you all those years? Like Maybe there's some social anxiety too that's
0: not, you know, she's not addressing or... I think
1: that that that's yeah. that's right on the nose right there because I think that this is about more than just you're afraid a guy is going to cheat on you or let you down or something like that. I- exactly what you said. I think there's a trauma or something there that you know, I know it definitely has affected me to be like, you know, like I don't know if I want to get married cuz also I don't know many married people that are very happy. I really don't. I mean, you know, you and Eric agree, but like I'm miserable. For the what you miserable. Like, can we just talk about it? It hits you. Uh no, sorry, that's not a joke. But um yeah, like there are people that um there are people that I just um I don't know that because I didn't really have any role models in my life of great married couples I do worry about something like marriage of course because I'm like I don't know if I would know how to do that like mm-hmm. your parents are probably the closest I have to a relationship role model when it comes yeah, to Yeah, I people. have a
0: ridiculously they're like... so ideal <laughs> like it's
1: insanely ideal to the
0: point where I'm like I don't know if I should try because I don't think I'm going to have anything as good you and I dated Aww. guys who were like
1: that like I dated a guy whose parents names were Mary and Joseph and like they were <laughs> together for years and he was just like they're literally Mary and Joseph like how and they met in like kindergarten like how am I going to ever top that but,
2: but it, that's another thing about just a general thing is that I try to keep my eyes keep my eyes on my own paper and exactly. I don't focus on other people's relationships or run your own race run your own race yeah. yeah stay in your own lane whatever but just like you know you're you're on your own journey and you don't have to worry about these dumb guys in this Vogue article or whatever it is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like um And just uh, try it. And just, you know, when you're having those feelings of is this guy a cheater or am I so vulnerable right now? And, is, you know, am I not safe? Just breathe through it and just like have your higher self inside of you kick in and take over and say, you're fine. I got this. Let's just have some fun tonight.
0: But I will say, like, if it does seem like something that's so insurmountable that you can't even fathom going on a first date, then really go see a therapist and you talk to, to talk someone. Because I think you're really, like, spinning out on it, and it's becoming a thing for you, and you well, need to talk it
1: through and work I it I think out. no matter what, she should be talking to someone, because this also seems like the type of person where I – I mean, not to lump you in, but I'm going to lump you in for a second and say that, like, oftentimes people who come at something with this much fear and, like – you just preconceived notions about what this is going to be. They act out in relationships because they can't handle it or they're constantly accusing someone of something that didn't happen. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. They can't let themselves be on edge. Yeah. Yeah. You need to let yourself, you need to learn how to let yourself be happy and that's going to take work no matter what. And in any relationship, honestly, I think that if any, if, if two people aren't working on themselves you're, you're screwed. There can't be one person working on themselves. You have some work to do. And I hope that whoever you find is open to some stuff in general too. But I'm going to be honest with you. Any guy that would date someone who's as afraid to date right now as you probably isn't the person you want to date either. Like yeah. it might need to be a combo of baby steps in the dating world and also mm-hmm. really doing some work on yourself because – you need to be a self-actualized individual to attract what you want. You're still really, really young. You have at least six years of hardcore growth ahead of you, which is why I always tell people like when I get married before 30, I get very concerned about them because I think it's an odd choice um, and a little bit premature. But mm-hmm. I think that you need to do, yeah, do that work. Do, I feel there's plenty of there. I mean, this is not the good thing about this is that this is not a wildly uncommon problem. So your therapist has probably talked to three other people to your future therapist totally. probably talked to three other people today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in general, like everyone should go to therapy, man. Everyone should. No one's exempt from this. Yeah. Everyone's got something. Even like monks need to talk to someone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I'm sure they do in in their minds, like meditatively, but like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, you guys, it was episode one fifty five yes. of Please Advise. Oh my gosh, it's like a that sounds like a round cool. I mean, it's not a round number, but it sounds like a cool it's number. A good number. It's a multiple of five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jess, thank you so much for being here. People can read your book. Jess Rona's Groomed with Chooch on the cover, so if you don't know if you don't know what you're looking for, look for a rainbow Chooch. <laughs> um, Jess, what else can people? Where can people find you? Where can people if they're in LA wanna, if they want to make an appointment? They can't do that, but you're they you. You're overbooked. <laughs> yeah, you are your... I'm not. I'm at my max. So um, why, when do you? When how do you know when you're not at your max?
2: Well, I mean, I do take referrals from current clients, okay, but I'm just very picky for now about who I can
1: let in because it's you're overloaded. I'm did overloaded. the book like make, Did the book like push you over the top? Are you getting hit up all the time?
2: Um, I. I think people might be afraid to hit me up because they assume I'm so booked. So okay. I don't get like a wave of people like I used to when I was just the Instagram was going nuts. Yeah. But you could just find me on Instagram at Jess Rona Grooming.
1: It's great little vids. I love it. I'm a big fan. I love you. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Really this is amazing. Yeah. What would you recommend people do with
0: their dogs or do for their dogs before they take them in to get groomed?
2: Um, I think they should just create like a schedule where their dog gets groomed at least once a month, even a short haired dog professionally once a month. Just yeah. So they get used to the process. Yep, so they're used to it.
1: Yeah. Hey, is this some poodle that's on the back? Is this two dogs or one? Let me see. That's one dog. That's, that's one Ellen. dog. Yeah. Oh my god, it looks like another dog is hugging it.
2: <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, she's a big, gorgeous standard poodle. She's the only dog in the book that I don't groom. That she is groomed by her mom, Cat Opsen, who is one of my favorite groomers.
1: I mean, you guys get the book, if not just to see this dog that looks like two She's dogs. She's in the dog I have too. so many dog questions. Is there a breed that you prefer
0: to groom? Oh, I, I love poodles. I wanted to ask you
1: about mine. That I okay, so I really, 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 I grew up with one. I really want a Samoyed so bad. Oh, and God. I grew up with one and Gorky, and mm-hmm. she is like the love of my life. And I really, really fucking want one. And I yeah. know it's a huge project to always have to. Deal with a Samoyed, I because I did, Um, but I was like five. But they're the best fucking dogs, and they look like happy bears yeah. inside of a dog costume, and I just love them so much. Yeah, if but you they're really hard to find. They are a it's pure not red is hard great to find. have. I don't love seeing
2: these, you know, double coated dogs in LA that where it's hot all year. Yeah, well, it's I don't not want want to the, live the best environment. Oh, okay, great. I mean, well, I if you I will, move somewhere but, yeah. that is cold. I mean, get icy huskies and, you know, whatever. It's fine. But yeah. it's not the best environment for a double-coated dog. Yeah. But um, I wonder if there's a Samoyed Rescue you can get There one. is one
1: in Canada. You can get one. Gorky was a show dog that wow. the guy who showed her didn't, like, want her anymore, basically. She there was, like, so probably much. six or something when we got her.
2: Oh, okay. And,
1: um, and I don't know. Is that how – when do they stop showing? Like – yeah, about she that She was that really young, I mean, yeah. I think it depends on the dog. Uh, Christina's face. Look at this fucking dog. <laughs> I know. It's very rare it's to Valentina. see Christina melt <laughs> like that. And I, I love, love – Do you also – you... you know all these dogs by name, man. That's like crazy. Oh, yeah. Well,
2: they're all my clients. I know, but – And like – There are some funny captions. I know. Uh, mixed Wags into the book. Wags hates white dogs.
1: Isn't that weird? It's racist. How
2: old is Wags?
1: Uh, he's 11. Okay.
2: Yeah, Still pretty he's young never for a, liked,
1: he's never, oh, he better be. I'm telling you, like, I mean, first of all, I had his whole body sewed back together last year. Yeah. Um, which was brutal. And I thought that was actually really, like, I thought he kind of turned a corner. That's not good. That's Katy Perry's it's dog, right? It's such a cute dog. Um, but, um. Guys, he, just get this for the cute dogs alone. I mean, that's what, mostly what it is. Um, But, um, like he, some of the some of these dogs are serving some looks. Really. I know. This uh, guy
0: has like little tiny tinfoil because his little. Yeah, that's daisy. Oh, she's getting her ears highlighted. Little
1: highlights are getting set in. Um, but Wags, um, thankfully, so after he got attacked, um, the fur on his face turned gray. Really? And his whole face was gray. And it's come back to brown again. Really? Yeah, see, I mean, you don't see the gray on his face I mean, Chihuahuas live so long. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm amazed that, like, he could get gray and then turn back I round. haven't heard of that, but I, I mean, guess he, he had a trauma. Yeah.
2: And then he healed.
1: I was also, feed, I also feed him beauty food. Okay. It's the royal canon beauty food for his beauty.
2: <laughs> do you and, hear
1: that? Yeah. They hear it. Why, do you want to say hi?
2: You hear him? If you get a Samoyed, you Before need to get that dog groomed once a month at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, just I. Just to blow, because they blow their coat all year. And yeah. It's just going to be white fluff everywhere. I mean, you grew up with one, so yeah, you know. Yeah, it was rough. It's a lot.
1: Um, But I you just. get want a little. What
2: about American Eskimo? They're smaller. Maybe. Maybe I just- an American Eskimo mix, which you could find in a shelter. Probably,
1: yeah. Um, sexy. That's Ruby
2: Rose's dog.
1: Oh, so cute. What's <laughs> his name? Her name? That's Chance. Oh,
2: cute. Or no, that's Charlie. How history. many celeb dogs do you have in this book? I have a bunch, but I don't list them. But if they're diehard fans, every dog's name is in the back. So people who know, you know, the celebs and like their the fans can see the dog's names and they could just like put it together.
1: Here for it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure to see you. I have to go uh, take a bath and then get beautiful for uh, the charity event I'm going to once everyone else is shit-faced tonight. I decided not to Buck, go Fuck, I want to go. I know. I wish I had known that you would... I mean, that you did I didn't don't even know, know about, about it. it. Yeah, this is like... Uh, it's Beefsteak, which is a charity event that's like, you know, it's mostly the comedy community that does it. But if anyone's interested, the money goes to Children's Hospital, I think. But... this is the seventh one I think this is probably my fifth year going so it's really it's like it's my it's the thing I do I don't go anywhere really I mostly stay up here on this hill and just slender man it out but I I just slender man it out up here but um no it's like my thing that I do outside of Glendale still I love Glendale man do you come here often
2: yeah I go to yoga
1: art. oh
2: you do yeah that's the shit oh I didn't know have you been no, it's the best vegan frozen yogurt in LA.
1: Where is it?
2: It's on. It's in Kenneth Village.
1: Oh, Kenneth Village is great. I yeah. go to the deli there. You don't need. It's meat, right, right across the street from I don't Arts eat meat, meat, meat Market. Um, I'm
2: not. It's across the street from a, like a French bakery deli place. Oh,
1: Arts Meat Market is like old Armenian deli. I think it's Armenian, and that's where I get my chickens. Like when okay. I roast the chicken, yeah. it's eight dollars. Like it's really, eight I do eat chicken. chicken, and it's. I'm gonna tell you something. When you eat a chicken from there, you I usually roast it myself. They can also roast it for you. Um, when you eat it, you're like, oh, what is all the other meat I've been eating? Because this tastes like what meat is supposed to really? taste like. It's alarmingly fresh. It's wow. so good. It's I get so my good. chicken
2: from the farmer's market and it's fucking 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I overcooked it and I didn't know what I was doing. And now I'm like, I just wasted 20 bucks.
1: I think you do. I like to do 350 for um, a lot of people say 400. Yeah, like, I like to do 350 for for a little bit longer because then it's a juicier. OK, chicken. yeah, but um, Arts Meat Mark and Deli, shout out to you guys. I know oh, you don't yeah. have money to sponsor us. You should also like us. soak it in salt water before you cook like it or brine. Like, brine it. Yeah, yeah, I don't do that. I got to up my I, game. I, I've started brining my
0: chicken breast and it's totally changed. Like I don't know if you could do
1: it with a whole chicken. Can you totally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can brine,
0: you're supposed to brine turkey before you cook it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you do, can, we do that you that time probably... we made... No, we didn't. No, no.
1: All right. Well, when I cook a turkey or anything next time. Some come pre-brined, I'm nervous. but. I'm nervous about that. I no, you I just have to do a dry brine. Out. I know a lot about brining. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, Christina was the one who got me up on the cast iron, so. Yeah. All right, you guys, oh. we gotta go. Ma's has to get pretty. Sorry, guys. Um, Jess, thank you so much for being <laughs> thank here. You oh, for it's only four o five. We got you out of here. Kind Listen, of I know so. how to. Do- I produced this shit on time. I know. I, I love you. you girl. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> thank and I will you. See you guys next week. Wags. I don't,
2: I don't believe him. I don't care. I'm like
4: Wags. No one's unfazed. buying into this. Wags.
1: Wags. No no so i can't say it with authority it's a joke (laughs) i'm like no
2: i mean if i were you i would put him on the floor oh
1: okay okay anytime
2: he does that oh and then we ignore
1: sorry all right we gotta go all right bye guys